The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to DraftKings Network. You're tuned in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Guiding your gridiron journey, none other than your host, former NFL lineman, Ross Tucker. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker football podcast. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday presented by DraftKings. What does that mean if you're new? I'm going to tell you exactly where I think your team stands right now if they played against all the other teams in the NFL in a best of five, best of seven tomorrow in my backyard or a neutral location. For some reason, I always say Wichita, Kansas. I don't know. That's just like my neutral location uh, town. I don't know why. I guess it's not that neutral if you're playing against the Chiefs. At any rate, I mentioned we're presented by DraftKings. I mentioned I love those of you that spread the word via social media, at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod. Love the reposts or the quotes with the reposts on Twitter, the Instagram comments sharing stuff to your story, Facebook reviews. You know why? Because I've got so many cool press passes. Like, those of you watching, like, how about this Alabama one? Like, tell me that is not sweet right there. Um, With Dallas Turner and Burton. I mean, I like these things, but I love sending them to you guys signed so you have, like, a truly cool, unique collector's item. So, Go ahead and take advantage of any of the sponsors and email me, ross at rosstucker.com, either ones that you see uh, on the sponsor page at rosstucker.com or you hear me talk about on the show. Love the YouTube shout-outs. People pay for, like, cameo-style videos from me. I-, I give them to you for free if you just make a comment at youtube.com slash rosstuckernfl on any video after you subscribe. Patron of the day, Mike Timms. T-I-M-M-Z. Unbelievable how many patrons we've got. Patreon.com slash RT Media. I'm sure a lot of you just want to see the even money bets in black and white. Totally understandable. But please check out the other threads on our private Slack channel because I'm a big fan of our Tuckheads group and the conversations we have about food and beer and football. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. 
All right, Ross, before we get to their power rankings, we'll talk about the games for last night. First, we got the Eagles. They just can't escape the rain, but they moved to 3-0 with a 25-11 victory over the Bucks. Yeah, you're right. I think it rains like every game the Eagles have played so far. This was a little bit surprising to me. I picked 24-20. I thought it would be a closer game than this based upon the way the Bucks had been playing. But this game was seemingly never really in doubt. And the primary reason is that the Eagles are better than everybody they play up front on both sides of the ball. They just are. I mean, they run the ball very, very well. DeAndre Swift had another big game. And they stopped the run. Like, the other teams can't run a lick, which makes it really, really difficult for the opponent, right? Because then they're getting in a lot of obvious passing downs. And then here comes that D-line. And when that D-line comes, look out. I mean, you can debate whether they're number one in both, but they're certainly, I don't know, top three, O-line and D-line, both of them. And that was really the difference in the game. There were some other things. Sidney Brown saved the touchdown for the Eagles. Jalen Hurts had one drive where he extended a couple plays, including that touchdown to Alameda Zacchaeus. The tush-push, whatever we're calling it, I prefer the Eagles' sneak, uh, remains unstoppable. And the Eagles scored a couple more touchdowns during that. A.J. Brown had a nice night. Mike Evans actually had three drops for the Bucks until they kind of got him going late in the game. He had an incredible catch, had a touchdown, but it was too little too late. The Eagles ran like the last nine and a half minutes off the clock, and they ended it on a first down. I mean, they could have taken like over 10 minutes, maybe 11 minutes off the clock. I've never even seen that before. Unbelievable. Uh, the Eagles are just very, very good up front on both sides of the ball. And even if, you know, Hertz isn't playing great in the game or the secondary maybe lets up a couple scores, the O-line, D-line usually able to carry the day. Cincinnati, they pulled out the win, but they still don't look like the themselves being the Rams 19-16. No, they really don't. Uh, Joe Burrow is clearly not right. Had some uncharacteristic missed throws that you're just not used to seeing from him. He's usually so pinpoint accurate that you're like stunned when he misses some of the throws he missed. Then again, the Rams couldn't convert a third down to save their life. Stafford was under pressure the entire night because they couldn't run the ball. So they're throwing it. He's under pressure. I think he got sacked like six times. Trey Hendrickson was in the backfield all night. Logan Wilson is just that guy. The ball find, Either he finds the ball or the ball finds him. Logan Wilson had two interceptions. And kind of like A.J. Brown having a big night for the Eagles, Jamar Chase kind of had his breakthrough game this season as well for the Bengals that he had been waiting for. I'll also say, by the way, I thought Joe Mixon showed more juice than I had seen in a while from him as for the Rams it doesn't seem like Kyron Williams on the same page with Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua kind of came back to earth a little bit still had a solid game but not like a crazy game like he had been having you know the first couple weeks which were really really impressive you know what else is impressive knowing a different language one in five Americans speak a language other than English at home. That's it. 
Only one in five. We all know how valuable it is to learn another language. Heck, my mom just got back from Europe. I told her about Babbel and their quick 10-minute lessons designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Big fan of Babbel. Used it personally with my family this past summer. And there's a special limited time deal for my listeners. That's you guys to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Ross. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash Ross, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash Ross. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's time for the all-important power rankings. The worst team in the history of the NFL is... All right, Ross, we got a new team at 32, the Chicago Bears. Bad. Bad, 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 bad. And they got a lot of turmoil last week. The defensive coordinator, inappropriate behavior. We don't know what that is. He's resigning. Fields comments. They go out there. They're horrific against the Chiefs. Um, Now the question is, can Iberflus do enough this year so he's not two and done, two and out? 31st, Denver Broncos. I don't think they're like a terrible team, but they kind of lost by 50 points, dude. But they kind of lost their own three. They gave up two leads at home to teams that I don't even think are that great. And then they go on the road for the first time and give up 70 points. And it could have been more. And I felt what Garrett Bowles was saying about, I've been here seven years, all I've done is lose. Um, that's tough. That weighs on you. I don't care how much money you're making. Losing stinks, and it weighs on you as a player. 30th, Carolina Panthers. I know they're banged up on that side of the ball, but I was a little bit disappointed, I would say, by their defensive effort in the last game against Seattle because I I thought the offense did enough for them to have a chance to win that game. Moving on up, Houston Texans, 29th. They are. And look, there's a couple reasons for it, right? I mean, number one, C.J. Stroud continues to just be very impressive. And he's gotten better for sure each week. It's highly encouraging. And then their defense actually finally stepped up. Their defense had been... Horrific the first couple weeks. Unbelievable that on the Even Money Betting Podcast, I took the Texans the first two weeks. They lose by double digits. Then the la- then this past week, I take the Jags in a teaser, and the Texans beat them handily. The Texans are killing me on the Even Money Podcast. 28th, Las Vegas Raiders. So, I don't know, now Devontae Adams is making comments about they don't do the things necessary to have a winning culture. Kind of feeling like McDaniels might be two and done with the Raiders as well. What what a, just, what a disaster. I, I mean, and honestly, nobody to blame but Mark Davis. Bisaccia and Mike Mayock should still be there. To get rid of those guys after they made the playoffs and almost beat the Bengals, like, I'll never get over that. And this is like karma for Mark Davis, I feel like. 27th, New York Jets. What would you do if you were them, Jack? Find a new quarterback. I would trade for Kirk Cousins. We need a name. Kirk Cousins. Easy. Mm, It's not easy. 
actually, because it would be very difficult to fit him in under the salary cap, and you'd have to give up a decent amount. I don't know if the Vikings are looking to give up on their season just yet. It's not as easy as you think it is. Um, I think they should sign Carson Wentz. I wrote about that yesterday for the 33rd team. Check that out. I'm writing about once a week for those guys. That would be my option. No draft picks, not a lot of money. Is he inconsistent? Yeah. Guess what? I'll take inconsistent over consistently bad like Zach Wilson any day of the week. 26, also another New York team, the Giants. Really didn't think the Giants and Jets would be down in the mid-20s this year. Really did not think that that would be the case, but here we are. My advice, drink some Labatt Blue Lights. Giants fans, Jet fans, I know they have it in New York and North Jersey. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends. Live life to the power of we. Always enjoy it responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another team that's kind of surprising, Arizona Cardinals, 25th. Yeah, I can't say I thought that ever happened to be 25 either this year. But they've battled all three games. I mean, dude, they could be 3-0. and They could very easily be 3-0. and And they just beat a team I had number one in my power rankings by double digits. So that's how you move up, Cardinals. 24th, Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. Yes, I know that they don't have a win. And they're ahead of a bunch of teams like the Texans, the Raiders, the Jets, the Giants, the Cardinals that do have wins. These are not, like, this is not a poll. This is my power rankings. I think if the Vikings played the Giants in a neutral site or the Cardinals, I think the Vikings would win that game. But it is a weird year for them because it's the last year for Kirk Cousins' contract. And here they're 0-3. I mean... They're about to be out of this thing before it even really starts. And then maybe they could trade Cousins at some point. But the flip side of that is, is it too late by the time the Jets or someone else would acquire him, you know? 23rd, Indianapolis Colts. You know, I don't know that I thought the Colts would be 23rd this year either. I think it's uh, a credit right now to these new coaches, Shane Steichen and Indy. Jonathan Gannon, Arizona, pretty impressive what those guys have been able to do to get to this point with their teams that not a lot of people were expecting a lot from. 22nd, Washington Commanders. Really curious to see how Sam Howell bounces back from by far the worst start of his career, right? Like, that is when you really learn about a quarterback is after they throw, you know, four picks and lose the game. Everybody says they they were terrible. You know, that happens to all of them. It's how they respond to that which really becomes the difference. 21st, New England Patriots. Just middling. 
What are the kids? Do you say mid, Jack? I think we talked about this before. I know what it is. I'm aware of it. It's not in my vernacular, though. Do you say sus? That, no. That's, like, younger than me. Mid and sus are both younger than you? That's, like, middle school, early high school lingo, like that group. Sus is? Yes. What do you say that I don't say? I don't know. I I really don't know, actually. I have to think. I don't, like, do a lot of that, like, trending lingo or anything like that. Like, I kind of speak old. Like, I, I use vernacular 20 seconds ago. <laughs> nice. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the Tennessee Titans, 20th. Pretty disappointed by their performance against the Browns. That was surprising to me. You know, you can usually count on Tennessee to be well-coached, have a good game plan, to be competitive, and obviously they, they were none of those things against the Browns. 19th, Jacksonville Jaguars. Really disappointing start. I would also say not surprising. If you guys remember, I had the Titans winning the division at 8-9. and nine. So that still might happen. I mean, that division feels very much up for grabs right now. With the Colts being in first place, which is hilarious. After last night's game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're at 18. I didn't even drop them, actually, now that I look at it. I guess I already had them uh, not that high because I I had them really low to start the year. But they're not terrible. They just went up against a really good team. You know, I I think they got some good players on defense. They got banged up on defense last night, too, which really hurt. 17th, Los Angeles Rams. Back-to-back losses for the Rams after they had that surprising week one win over Seattle. You know, McVay definitely has them competitive and in these games, but I don't know if I really foresee them winning that many of them with the roster as currently constituted. At the halfway point, 16, one more team from last night, Cincinnati Bengals. Wow, yeah, we, we hit three of them already. Bengals still just aren't. I don't know that it's all Burroughs' calf. I mean, I think that's part of it, but I don't know. They still just don't seem right overall, even for forgetting his calf. 15th, Los Angeles Chargers. They've only won one game, but they've been there. Uh, I will say this, the Mike Williams injury, that's pretty significant. Torn ACL from Mike Williams, Dr. Chow, sportsinjurycentral.com was all over that one. It's amazing how often, just based on video, those doctors at sportsinjurycentral.com are correct. He was all over it, and as a result, it's a good thing that the Chargers, people say, why are they drafting Quentin Johnson? Why are they drafting Quentin Johnson? I, I guess this is why they drafted Quentin Johnson. 14th, the Atlanta Falcons. Solid football team. Played pretty well on defense against the Lions. Obviously, not... Not good enough to get the win because offensively they still just really can't throw the ball. 13th, New Orleans Saints. So when a coach like Dennis Allen says that Derek Carr is week to week, then it's highly unlikely they're playing this week and probably not even the week after. So that's really unfortunate because Carr's been so durable and had been playing pretty well for the Saints. Really unfortunate that he won't he won't be there. 
12th, Green Bay Packers. You know what? I, I think a lot of us were watching that game thinking, I don't know about Jordan Love. I mean, he was not looking real good in that game, but he was so good in the fourth quarter. The whole team was. And in football, the fourth quarter is where the magic happens. It's where games are won, where champions are made. And in a business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub, to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win their Q4. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. And smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. So get ready to dominate Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. 11th, Pittsburgh Steelers. Boy, like just when you say that, that like sounds too high for them in my mind. But, I mean, I'm the one that made up the list. And they've won two games in a row. The offense has looked a little bit better each week. The defense is good. So, yeah, I guess that's where they deserve to be. You enter the top 10 with the Seattle Seahawks. They have bounced back from that. You know, week one, man, I'm telling you, I say it every year, Jack, and I should follow my own advice more. Week one is a unique entity unto itself. The Bills losing to the Jets. The Seahawks getting smoked by the Rams. You can throw out week one, I feel like. Ninth, Cleveland Browns. Dude, look out for the Browns. Their defense is awesome. If Deshaun Watson can play like that or even close to like that moving forward, look out for the Browns. Eighth, we got the Lions. Dude, when's the last time the Lions and the Browns were both in the top ten? Good for them, man. Lions back-to-back. I guess not back-to-back. They lost that game at home to the Seahawks. But a really nice, solid performance by the Lions at home. They're going to win different ways. It wasn't a shootout. They played good defensively. I think that's good. I think it's I think it's healthy when you show you can win in different ways. Seventh, we've got the Baltimore Ravens. Really bad loss. The kind that you feel like comes back to haunt you when it comes playoff seeding time and winning division and all that stuff. Sixth, the Cowboys. Everything I just said about the Ravens, same for the Cowboys. Really bad loss to the Arizona Cardinals. You just have a lot more talent on that team. You got to win the game. Fifth, we got the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills are going to be the team that I ride with, brought to you by Wrangler, made for the ride of life. Save 15% on your first Wrangler.com order with promo code ROSS15. Several teams I could have went with this week in terms of the team I ride with, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Week one, obviously disappointing in a bunch of different ways. That is now two absolute beatdowns that they've just put on other NFL teams. Both the Raiders and the Commanders, they've looked really good on defense. They've been able to run the ball pretty effectively. Josh Allen looked like Josh Allen. The Bills look like the team that we've grown accustomed to the last few years, which is why they're the team I'm riding with this week. Fourth, Kansas City Chiefs. Totally blew out the Bears. I don't know what else there is even to say about that. I know what you always say, Jack. Insert one of a million 
Taylor Swift puns. Uh, but no, they've looked more like themselves the last couple weeks as well. Now that they got Kelsey back, and certainly, you know, they've looked better on offense each week. Third, got Philadelphia Eagles. E A G L E S Eagles. Already talked about them for the most part. Just a really, really impressive team up front, both sides of the ball, a deep team. You know, they're still probably not as good on the back end as they felt like they were last year or as good throwing the ball as they were most of the time last year. But Hertz is like 20-1 and one now in the regular season the last two years. That's just nuts. Second, got San Francisco 49ers. Really, really good team. I mean... I feel like there's a delineation here. I feel like right now the Eagles, Niners, Dolphins, pretty clearly the three best teams. And then there's that next group of like Chiefs, Bills, Cowboys, Ravens maybe. But the Niners are impressive because their quarterback's playing well. They are well coached. And they have a really good defensive line. I mean, there's some – to be up here, you either have to have a really good quarterback or be really good up front – pretty much both sides of the ball, or like both. And I, I Purdy is, I've seen enough now where Purdy's like a legit guy. Now the question is like, can he be a top 10 guy? Can he be a top 5 guy? What's the ceiling for Brock Purdy? Ross's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is? And the first team this week is the Miami Dolphins. Dude. I really can't remember the last time the Dolphins were number one. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. And I, and they really are. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. They could have scored 73 points if they wanted to. So listen, uh, a couple takeaways from the Dolphins. They're not as dominant up front on the offensive line. They're good enough on the offensive line. I do think they're really good on defense, on the defensive line. With Wilkins, when they get Jalen Phillips playing, Chubb, Sealer, I think they're much better on the D-line and defense in general probably than people realize. But the offense right now is just an absolute juggernaut. I mean, they're, they feel like they're unstoppable. Belichick actually did a pretty good job, I felt like, slowing them down. And it still wasn't enough. We got the Even Money podcast, which we'll be recording this morning. Check that out. It's very, very popular. Even if you're not into betting, it's a really cool, different way to look at the games in the NFL. We have a special guest. We've been killing it with our Wednesday guests on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. College Draft, speaking of killing it, Emory Hunt has been terrific on that show. I think we're done here. Thanks for tuning in to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also check out Even Money, Fantasy Feast, and College Draft, all on the DraftKings Network on Samsung TV+, YouTube, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. Shout-outs. How about Pizza Boy Brewing? How about Sportaculture? How about BackOffWithScheduler.com, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, go-bangles.com congratulations to go-bangles.com on that win and then the greatest gift you could ever give anybody in life a story a keepsake written all about them it's called myfrontpagestory.com